Hello friends and welcome to the show. This episode of HR Oxygen is brought to you by Boss Builders University. If you're looking to train up your supervisors and managers, please check out our newest offering, The Art of Being a Great Boss. In this 13-month program, I'll be taking your managers through a driving results curriculum, and that includes topics on communication, performance management, motivation, delegation, problem solving, decision making, team development, and much more. The sessions are virtual, running one hour each month, and I'll do it using our popular sketch and seminar, graphic art and storytelling format. No boring PowerPoint, stale stories, and outdated tools and techniques. The sessions are engaging and provide tactical, practical tools that can be used immediately after the sessions. You can either have your entire organization take the program, or if you have just a few folks, join one of our open enrollment cohorts that start every other month. For more information, visit us online at thebossbuilders.com. You know, many years ago, I was in the Navy serving at Naval Hospital Long Beach in Long Beach, California, and my role was an oral surgery assistant. So now this was surgeries that took place in the operating room, and these were some long cases. They could go sometimes seven hours long. I mean, you're taking basically people's jaws apart and moving them around. Well, it was a very intense setting. There was typically one surgeon, maybe two, and then one person working up at the head, and then another person working the instrument table. And there could be 150 surgical instruments there. And there was stress, and you were tired, and you had to go use the bathroom, and you were thirsty, and you could do none of that stuff. But, you know, interestingly enough, the surgeon that we worked for was a guy named Todd Graff, just one of the best bosses I ever had. And he trained his surgical team so that if he ever dropped dead in the OR, we could finish the case. And, you know, we were so well-trained that we could anticipate everything that he wanted and we could give it to him. And, you know, even though it was drudgery, it was just such a good feeling to have a working team. And that whole idea of if the boss drops dead, you can finish the job, I believe that's the way we should be looking at administrative professionals. This year, we decided to recognize the administrative professionals as they have their day every year in April. And this year, we put out a contest to find the admin of the year. And we had some really good entries, but the winner was Denise Ewing. She's the executive assistant to the CEO at PHP. And we also have the person who nominated her, which is Christine Bowles, who runs HR at PHP. They had a really good write-up. We talked about it. She was the winner. She got a great prize. I think it was a Cadillac and a mountain home. No, I guess it was a gift card, wasn't it? But either way, we wanted to also interview them on this podcast. And the reason we want to do that is to shine a light on this very important position, which is the admin job. So we're going to go ahead and open it up. We had to do it a couple different ways because it was virtual and we had a little audio trouble. So you'll hear in some where the audio is louder than others. But we had a great time. I had some one-on-one -on -one with Denise. We had Christine, and we brought everybody together. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about the role, specifically what is so special about Denise, and some advice if you have someone that you know that is thinking about making a transition into this very important role. So why don't we quit talking about the two of them? Why don't we talk to them? It's time for us to buckle up that seatbelt, make sure the personal items underneath the seat in front of you we're going to taxi off to the runway. Here we go. Should the cabin lose pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead area. Please place the mask over your own mouth and nose before assisting others. 
Hello, and welcome to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast, the show focused on the overworked, overwhelmed, and underappreciated HR professional. And now, here is the host of our show, the boss builder, Mac Monroe. Denise Ewing and Christine Bowles, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. This is a very special episode because we are actually going to speak to the very first winner of the Admin Professional Contest of the Year through Boss Builders, Denise Ewing. And Denise Ewing is our Admin Professional of the Year. And so we want to take this special time to talk to Denise about her experience. But we also want to talk to Christine, who actually nominated her for that. We want to see both perspectives on this. And I want to make it very clear that, in my opinion, the administrative professional is probably the most valuable part of any organization. As they go, so goes the rest of the organization. If you want to implement a change into an organization, you don't have to convince senior leadership. You convince the admins because they're the DNA of the place. They make it run. So just a little word of advice and the benefit for each of you listening today is you got the best in the business here. So Denise, I'd like to start with you. First of all, tell us where you work and tell us specifically what your job is. And then I want to talk about your career path. Thank you for having me. I am honored to be selected as the admin of the year. It's first time ever. Absolutely. Yes. It's quite an honor. Um, not just that you're the first one ever, but that we're actually taking some time today to honor the role and who better to do that with us than our admin professional of the year. We, we did the contest because of course on the calendar in April is admin professionals day. And that's just sort of, it's just one of those fringe holidays. You know, I think, you know, they have national spider day or whatever. There's a day for everything, but this one's, this was one of the first, I think. And one that of course, you know, we would always try to recognize our admin staff here at boss builders, but the criteria was pretty steep and you easily, we're out way ahead of the competition on this. So we've got the right person here. And so what I'd like to do in our time together today is talk about you and then also spend some time talking about the role, where it is today, where it came from and where you see it heading in the future. So that's what we want to cover today. And then we're going to also chat with Christine Bowles, who was the one who nominated you for boss of the year. So I think it's only fair that we give her some time on the microphone. So we'll do that here in a little bit, but this first part is all about you. So Denise, let's talk about your background and your career path. Tell us how you got started and tell us as we go through that, what life used to be like for administrative professionals. Okay. Thank you. First of all, I could not, uh, four-year college degree was not in the, in the, um, in was not possible for me after high school. So I enrolled at and graduated from a six month secretarial science program at International Business College here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I started in an office environment, pretty green, pretty young. So I had to mature and learn the ropes quickly. There was the profession itself was pretty much administration, administrative then we even had a pool of typists at the company I worked for to help us. I started as a stenographer, so I was taking dictation uh, in shorthand and then transcribing it. These were the days of carbon paper, onion skin copies, uh, 
we were so excited when Wang came out with their word processor. We thought we'd died and gone to heaven after using electric typewriters. So um, it was very different then than it is now where we have so much technology to work with and things move so much more quickly. Uh, I didn't get here on my own. I do want to state that. I did have some mentors who helped me along the way and really showed me how to be a professional. So I'm very grateful for that. So in your journey, let's go back to when you got started. And mm -hmm. so you, you didn't have the opportunity to go to a four-year college and I love secretarial science. Um, so let me ask you, was, was this role more science than art or was science just a good word to tag on to admin or whatever, secretary? We don't even use that word anymore, I guess, do we? Right, not very much. I don't think you might find some executive secretaries yet. I've been, I've had titles, all sorts of titles. You, you know, there's, there's probably dozens of them, but it was more science, I suppose, in terms of just the types of um, work that you were doing. They didn't see us as much as a partner uh, like we do now, really view the administrative professional as a partner to the C-suite people and an integral part of the team. Many of us are lucky enough to be a part of a, a leadership group, even within the company. So that has changed quite a bit. That would have never been the case when I started 43 years ago. You were strictly answering phones, there was no voicemail. You were taking a message and getting it to someone's desk. I had one boss who'd brought me his cup, empty coffee cup, put it on my desk, and that was my signal to get him more coffee. Jeez. So that was where I grew up from. Wow. So aside from some of those tasks, which were menial, like filling up somebody's coffee cup, I mean, the thought right. of me putting a coffee cup on, in front of my wife, I would get it broken over my head. Yes. You know, but, so, I mean, it yes. sounds like the mindset toward admin professionals was mm -hmm. one that you are here to serve me and Correct. you're here to take care of me. Correct. When, when did that begin to turn around or has it? It has really turned around. I think there are still some outliers that have not changed or still view it as a, and we want to be servant leaders, but we don't want to be treated as servants necessarily. So while we wanna be service-minded, um, there has to be some respect for that person and really treating us as a partner alongside. I think it began to change a little bit more maybe in early 2000, it took a long time, that kind of mindset. And it took a lot of women standing up and saying, this is how it's going to be. I really, you know, let's look at this differently and looking at ourselves differently. I think be thinking to ourselves, we are more than just an admin. So um, it's been an evolution, but it has taken a long time. Yeah. So for those who would go back and 
watch an, an older movie like Nine to Five with uh, mm -hmm. Dolly Parton and I guess Lily Tomlin and, and Jane Fonda. Right. So, so was that overblown? I mean, obviously you're not going to tie the boss up with rope like they did, but I mean, right. just the, the job itself, if somebody was to look back at that with the switchboard with the plugs and all the typewriters, was that really what it was like yeah. back in the day? It, it was very similar to that from my perspective. Yes. I don't recall in that movie if any of those ladies had a mentor, someone in a C-suite that was helping them out to show them how to be graceful, how to, um, you know, be poised, that sort of thing. But it was very similar to that when I first started, right? Okay. And, and people didn't think anything of it. So yeah. as society evolves, I think the job itself has evolved as well. Well, certainly I'm hoping that the attitudes toward, especially women in the workplace have evolved. I think they have to a point. Yes, There's a always going to be the outliers that come through, unfortunately, right. but certainly your ability to move with the technology. Um, I, was there ever times that you actually had to show your boss how to do some technology kind of things and you were just barely learning yourself? I think that's probably true for as fast as technology is moving. I think that's true for you know, any given time. But yes, there are things that I've learned just by doing and having the exposure. And then he'll say, well, how do I find this or show me how to do that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in your experience, all the years that you've been doing this role, which is your favorite type of a boss? Do you like the boss that basically just hands everything to you and says, I don't want to think about it? Do you want one who controls most of it and only gives you what they're comfortable or something in the middle? I think it requires some training. I've had a number of bosses over the years. I think it depends on the personality, but I do like a boss who trusts me enough to be able to hand something off, knowing that it will be completed. If I have questions, I'd like to be able to go and ask those questions, but really I don't want someone hovering or micromanaging. I think most of us at a C-suite level are really much more independent. And they, once you establish the trust between the two of you that um, you're gonna keep things confidential, but also that things are going to get finished and be done, becomes easier for them to hand those things over. So it's a matter of some conditioning, I think, as well as personality. Yeah. So dealing with, so do you typically just have one boss that you've worked for over the years or have you had several that you've had to juggle between? I've had several. Most mm -hmm. always have had more than one. Uh, while I may be assigned to the CEO right now, I still assist the board of directors, the chair of the board, and any of the other C-suite people that need assistance when their assistant is gone. Uh, we don't have one for each C-suite member. So most times we're taking care of more than one person. Okay. Well, I guess when I kind of think about corporate America today, it's you don't kind of see as many admin professionals as you used to. And in my world where a lot of people are independent contractors or consultants, most people have what they consider virtual admins, right? Or their VA. Yes. So yes. you're basically, you might be sitting in a place in fact, I know there's, I know, I think the Philippines has these big pools of admins and you could actually have your admin outsourced to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe it's, and I want to talk about how you see the field going in the future, but it mm -hmm. seems like the sitting at the desk 
supporting human beings in an office is almost like it's becoming an endangered species. And that's even aside from COVID, which chased most people back to their homes, I guess, right? Right, right, it did. And I think COVID really accelerated that. And Gary and I were able to do that very successfully because we can communicated daily or more, or more than once a day and just stayed connected. And I think with Teams chat and email and being able to just call someone makes it really easy to do that. Sharing your screen, it's almost as if you're there. And mm -hmm. virtual assistants really work for some people, especially if they travel a lot. So I think we'll see some gals and guys who are retiring from a career at a desk, maybe doing more virtual as on a contract basis as they start to retire or, you know, maybe their career allows them to do that. So yes, that's, that's going to be very big. Okay. Well, you know, our arrangement, uh, Lisa and I have talked about this, There, we wouldn't gain anything more from her having a, a desk in the corner of my office here. There'd be mm -hmm. nothing that we would gain because the technology enables us to do it. Now, had we started in person, it might have been a bit more of a challenge, but I think that may be where a lot of people are kind of heading. Mm -hmm. But so today, you I mean, you came from the world of using shorthand, which most people probably wouldn't even recognize the characters. Mm -hmm. And of course that was later replaced with those little tape recorders. And now you can use apps right. on your phone. So we've kind of gone from very basic or no tech to very much high tech today. So is a computer pretty much the high tech, the highest high tech thing that you work with today, or are there other devices and tools and things that you work with? Well, my laptop, my work laptop pretty much is, is the uh, mainframe of my entire existence. And you can take that to the small, the small uh, piece, which is your phone. I mean, it's so easy to do calendaring everything with a phone. I can't even imagine what technology has out there for us yet coming when I consider how fast things move. But yeah, it's, um, but I can take my computer wherever I need to go. And I think that makes it easier. Some bosses prefer, you know, going back to the virtual thing, some bosses prefer having a person in on site most of the time. Some are really much more comfortable virtual and just don't want someone around. So it, it can vary, but the technology is, is astounding. I would have never dreamed of it when I started, I would have never dreamed to be where I'm at today. Yeah. Well, again, you think about, and I remember my mom with uh, onion skin copies and the, mm -hmm. what was the copy machine that you turned the handle and the, the mimeograph mimeograph and you, you can <laughs> still smell the chemical or whatever yes. it was. And it kind of came out like a, like a purple color. I think yes. it would come out. Yes. So yeah, things have right. definitely changed. So, but what has not changed over the years is the fact that you're dealing with human beings. And so when you, when you think about your role engaging with different constituents, some people with way more power than you, peers with maybe more power than you, uh, what do you think is like the real key to getting along well with other people? Because, you know, admin skills are admin skills, but if you can't get along with people, you're fairly useless. Right. I, I would agree. I think respect for everyone, regardless of the position they hold. I think establishing relationships well before it's time for 
for me to need to re request something from someone. You, getting to know them as a human being, I think is important as well. And making sure that they don't feel that you are better than they are. I've really tried to just treat everyone like I would like to be treated as a human being with intelligence and be respected and trusted. So if someone tell, tells me something, they know I'm not going to go to the water cooler and blab it. And I think that is so critical as well. Do you find yourself getting confidential information and looking at it and saying, God, I wish I could tell so-and-so, but I know that I can't. Is that part of your role? I see a lot of confidential information. I don't really wish I could tell someone necessarily. Um, and I know that that would be a death knell for me, even if I, if, if I did. So that's something that I really pride myself on. I've never breached a confidence um, over all these years. Now, I will say that when a company I used to work for was going bankrupt and I was in all of the board meetings and I knew that I couldn't tell anyone and I never even told my husband about it until it was released to the press because I just never wanted any indication that any of that would ever have gotten out. So I think um, I've just learned to be able to manage that and store that away without feeling like I had to tell someone. Mm -hmm. Well, that's huge. I mean, that it's not often you find somebody who's that trustworthy. And right. yet when you do, you never want to let them go. That's just such a valuable thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's think about now as we start moving into the future, you know, you are the admin of the year. And so, and you've been doing this for a while now. Mm -hmm. So where do you see the future? And then when you were, if you were to run across someone who thought about moving into the admin field, what advice would you have for them to prepare? And, you know, what kind of personality do they need? Uh, what would you recommend for somebody? I see the role expanding, continuing to expand. When I first began this career, there was some notion early on that this would be a stepping stone. And I think that's what a lot of people thought when they went into the role that this would, we'll do this for a while and I'll learn something else and I'll move on. And some people have, and that's wonderful. And I think that we've had a lot of promotions, even at this company from admin to something else. So there's lots of opportunities to do that. But after I realized that I was pretty good at what I did, I was honing my craft. I felt this is where I belong and I have then taken on the responsibility of expanding it, looking for new projects, um, doing well on something, showing them what I could do, and then, then being allowed something else. So there's a lot of ways you can go about it. Um, if you're looking to become an admin professional, you should probably enjoy being in a supporting role and not center stage. I don't mind not being in the spotlight. That's okay. I want to make my boss look really good. I want him to be successful. I want him to be prepared for whatever meeting he's got. So there's never an embarrassment for him. Um, understand the value of building relationships with all levels of the company. Don't get caught up in being in the C-suite and, and just um, cocooning yourself there. 
Um, you need to be resourceful and a problem solver, uh, like to assist someone else um, in reaching their goals. You need to be able to pivot quickly and adapt to constantly changing priorities. I have a list every day. Sometimes not one thing will get crossed off, but I have done a bazillion things. So um, you have to be very flexible. Um, and I like the idea of developing a professional partnership with my uh, bosses so that it's more than just a job. It's, it's a career, it's a partnership. That's great. Well, it is definitely a field where when you shine, I think you are the last one to realize that you shine because everybody shines because of you. Oh. And, and I think it takes a special person to want to be in that role because I think a lot of people want the spotlight. But it sounds like you're comfortable making sure the spotlight is on the right people. Correct. Right. Wow. That is incredible. And I really, this is the first time I've really had an in-depth conversation with somebody who's in this role, especially with this amount of experience as well. And uh, if you're listening to this today, um, I think it's, it's something that's well worth pursuing. And as somebody that has a strong admin support team around me, I can tell you I could not do it without them. Um, so thank you. thank you. Thank you, Denise, for sharing that with us and uh, for doing all the hard work that you do. We really appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, I want to turn the attention to Christine because Christine was the one who actually nominated you. So I'm going to ask you, Christine, first of all, tell us about your role and your relationship with Denise. And then I have a few other follow on questions for that. Sure. So I am the director of human resources here at PHP. Um, we have a small but mighty team in um, HR. There's just two of us. Uh, our company is about 180 people. So uh, we all know each other pretty well, but I do have to say there were some things Denise talked about this afternoon that I didn't know. So it was really cool to kind of hear that about um, your career. So uh, yeah, and uh, Mac, I met you at one of the seminars that you did um, with the uh, HR community in Indianapolis and have been following you and your blogs uh, ever since. Well, I appreciate that. That's exciting. Are you going to go to this year's state conference? Yes, I am. I'm so excited. Um, I, I, I just there? heard last night it's actually in person. So yeah. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. So I got the call. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun to be in person. And if you go there, then I can finally meet you in person. It's so different to be able to see people you know, in front of you rather than on little screens. So that'll be something to look forward to. But, but beyond that, so you, Denise, does not work specifically directly for you. What, what was the reason why you nominated her for this award? Honestly, Denise is the best executive assistant I've ever run across. Um, in my career and I am probably 25 plus years um, in the HR field and probably a, a couple more years of other jobs but I've had the opportunity to run across um, the executive assistant or other admins uh, during my career and I've, I've never met one like Denise and I just felt like this was a great opportunity to, to shine the light on the best that I've ever seen. 
That's great. Well, I'm glad you did. Well, you've already mentioned that she was the best you've seen. Are there any particular things that stand out that you witnessed or see her do on a regular basis that really pushed her over the edge for you to nominate her? Yes. Um, and a lot of them, I think, are more about characteristics of who Denise is as a person. But I will tell you, um, she is the business partner to the CEO. You know, executive assistant may be the title, but she really is a, a business partner. Um, she has this unique ability to be able to wrangle all the details, but still see the big picture. And I find that's rare. People sometimes get lost in the minutia or the details, or they become very myopic in their view of what they need to do. But Denise is able to pull back and see how all these pieces fit together. Um, and so she, too, she can orchestrate sense out of chaos. And, and a lot of times uh, there is chaos in the office and things don't go the way you plan. And uh, Denise makes everything work smoothly because she does have that ability to see the big picture. That's great. Yeah, that is an interesting combination. And most people have one or the other but not both, so that's unique. Well, on the same topic of uniqueness now, let's think about this. And so I want you to think about Denise, but think about Denise as a superhero, right? So I don't want you to name a superhero because unfortunately there's not that many female superheroes, but if we could create one, mm -hmm. what would you think her special power would be? Well, um, so, well, first of all, I want to say that this superhero would have the most impeccable professional costume ever. <laughs> Taylor capes. This one will have a perfectly tailored cape and uh, will look amazing. Thank you. But, um, so, yeah, I definitely think that um, it's that ability to corral details. So I'm picturing a lasso um, that, you know, she can keep everything together but her demeanor is always calm and professional. Um, so I think that is definitely a superpower that Denise um, has or this, this creature <laughs> has. Um, also the ability to lead up. I, you know, we've talked about this in the HR world a little bit about leading up, but Denise is able to appoint very powerful, capable people um, who, who know their jobs. I, I don't want to say that um, they don't know what they're doing because they do, but she can point them in the right direction. Everybody can get a little lost sometimes. And Denise has this ability to remind, refresh, redirect people in a way that um, preserves roles and relationships. And I'm just going to say it, egos. So she has this ability to just uh I, I call it leading up she can show people where they need to go um if they lose their way now that's powerful now that's a superhero i think all of us need so yeah and then yeah. i have one more and and really i think this probably it she talked about it but it's um her desire to keep developing her superpowers and um, obtain new ones. And that has to be true for the longevity of the career. 
that she has. And as you mentioned earlier, the technology um, that she's learned and she keeps evolving and adapting and wanting to get better and keep those superpowers sharp. So it's pretty special. They won't be able to live with me now. <laughs> well, that's, it. That's, the, that's the other side of the admin coin. They can certainly make you grow, but if you make them feel bad. Well, let me ask you this, Christine. So you are looking at this, both looking at an admin professional, but also in a talent kind of perspective as well. What advice would you have for somebody who says, you know, I wonder if, um, you know, the administrative field would be for me. What advice would you have for somebody um, that was thinking about kicking the tires on this field? I always have a lot of advice for, for folks. And, and I think what I would um, say is have a conversation with yourself to make sure that you're going into the profession for the right reason. I mean, this is good advice for anybody going into any field, but especially this field, um, do you have a desire to serve others? And th this isn't the same as the desire to help people. I think it's a much deeper um, thing, the service to others, um, you know, serving, or we talked about this earlier, making someone else look good or making someone else's day go well at the expense of your own, because that's really what happens. Um, being a giver without the expectation of instant gratification or reward, and not always expecting a thank you for something you've done, and being truly appreciate, appreciative when one is received. I think you really kind of have to look at that heart of service to see you know, can I, can I do that? Do I want to do that? You know, are you ask yourself, are you willing to keep up your skills and find ways to create a better experience for those you serve? And can you observe people at their worst while still respecting them? Can you keep confidence, uh, confidentiality in any admin role, whether you're serving the um, CEO or any other uh, person within the organization is so important and that uh, you know can you carry the burden of knowing information before it's made public um, there there's a lot that is done and prepared prior to you know some of these great announcements some are really positive some not so positive and it is a burden to know information and, and how you deal with that and, and handle it. And I guess I would say finally, it's definitely a high calling job. It's not a plan B kind of job or a we'll all settle for being an admin job. It's, it, it's a job that is in my opinion, um, a high calling and as Max said at the beginning, of our chat that it really is something that holds the organization together. I think what you did is you gave a, a job description of a saint, I think is what you just read off to me right there. Well, I, you know, I've seen a lot of different admins um, and the ones who are truly successful in it um, for the long haul are the ones that do it for the right reason and they find joy in serving others. Um, and it, yeah, you know, I'm, sh I'm sure there are days that you have to be a saint 
to be an admin. Um, but for the most part, um, I think one reason Denise has been so successful is because this is her DNA. This is who she is. So she just followed the career path um, of where her skill set was and where her heart was. And I don't think you can go wrong if you do that. No, I think that's a really, really good path to be on. Well, I've got one more question for you, Denise. Do you ever take time off? Only when it's absolutely necessary. Wow. Because <laughs> I can imagine if, if you know, you're getting ready to take a week off, if I'm Gary, I would panic. Like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? So how does that work when you wanna take some time off? Lots of preparation, lots of looking ahead, planning ahead, and it helps when you have an admin or someone in the office that you have established a relationship with that you can rely on to help take care of some things. We just trained another admin for the COO and she wasn't quite ready to fill in for the finance committee and the board meeting that we had while I was on vacation. It was a vacation that our family had planned for a couple of years. Well, the meetings were, of course, planned during that week. So I was relying on some other folks in the office as well to help her make sure that those were successful. So it's establishing relationships way ahead of time, way before it's time to call on those people. And having good instructions, having um, run through these things with these folks ahead of time as well. So Hannah and I sat down and we went through all the steps and we did it methodically and, and well in advance so that she would feel a little bit more comfortable, even only having been with the company two or three months. So um, that's, that's um, my approach. So yeah. they don't and I'm always available by cell 24 seven. <laughs> wow. That's a lot to ask a person. Well, my right. hope is that when the time comes to transition into your uh, later years, you can finally say, I'm going to take a trip and I could care less if anybody <laughs> knows, huh? <laughs> That'd be some good relaxation. Well, I'll tell you, this has really been fun to hear from somebody who's in this role and been there for so long and yet still, you know, displays the enthusiasm and excitement and, my hope is that this was not the first time you've been recognized in 43 years. But if it was, I hope that you get a lot more as you uh, continue on this path. So for both of you, I just want to say thank you for agreeing to be on the show to share this perspective with all of us. And if you're listening to this today and the administrative field sounds right for you, you'd be very wise to look up Denise on LinkedIn and maybe just engage her in a conversation. I'm sure she'd be more than happy to really extend just the uh, the power of this field into you know generations to come. So thank you both for taking time today and congratulations, Denise, on being such a valuable member of your team. We really do appreciate you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you for having us. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast. We hope you found something today that will relieve your stress, feed your soul, and pump you up to face another day. At Boss Builders, we want to let you know that we appreciate the hard work you do every day as an HR professional. And as a reminder, always make sure to adjust your own oxygen mask before attempting to help those around you. Be well. <laughs>